0: Welcome to the second episode of What We Need to Succeed, a limited series podcast that uplifts voices and perspectives of college students in Illinois. Each episode draws from students' conversation with one another and covers a different part of student experiences on campus. This episode focuses on student experiences with advisors and mentors. You'll hear from members of the SAC who are either current college students or recent graduates in Illinois. Students came from different college types, backgrounds, and identities. For the privacy and comfort of everyone who participated, students who led and participated in interviews chose false names, for themselves, so that's how we'll be referring to people throughout this series. All names of other people and places have been removed, so you'll hear beeps where we took them out. You'll hear from Maria.
1: My goal, specifically um, for mentorship, I think a lot of it has to do with um, my personal goals and feeling frustrated with, you know, wanting to slightly change career paths and realizing that education is bigger than being a teacher.
2: Sierra. But when I came back, I realized that the staff who had my back were the Black faculty and staff. Isaac.
3: To me, mentorship is just having someone to guide you through um, some process or someone that will be there to answer any questions if need be.
4: Isa. I defined it as guidance, just like in general, just like guidance, receiving help. Um, to ensure of like your personal success. Um, And I do feel like college is the time where we need that the most. Rosalia? I think any person who very
5: much is like a guide and because based on their experiences with going through either financial, personal struggles or just academic stuff, they are someone who helps guide you and help you understand Like, help you better understand how to navigate your life.
0: The brown girl with the camera.
6: As one is learning, you know, one the other is teaching, listening, advising, suggesting. And this person is applying what they've been taught to the real world.
7: Kai. I feel like mentorship to me means having almost a foundation to set you up for success. And that can include things such as like being guided by a mentor, maybe in a field that you're interested in, or having an experienced person in your community kind of take you on and give you that hands-on experience.
8: Sophia. so i realized that mentorship does actually mean a lot to me um because it brings different perspectives and like courses and in life interview when deciding like what career i can pursue
0: There's data to show that mentors help students persist through college and ultimately get a degree. But students of color, low-income students, and first-generation students have less access to mentorship opportunities and even less to mentors who share their identities and experiences. In these conversations, students talked about how important it is to have shared experiences and identities with their mentors and advisors. The brown girl with the camera.
6: I would say my academic advisor now. He is like my go-to guy, especially when I am feeling down. You know, he is a person of color. It just like knowing that he understands what I'm going through, the struggles I'm facing, you know, it's like it's it's real when we have conversations about um, being overwhelmed, self-destructive behavior, um, challenges, challenges I face, um, in a space where majority of my classmates have had a different experience than I have, knowing that he's on my side, he understands, makes going worthwhile.
0: Studies back up this point. Students of color experience a greater sense of respect, empathy, and understanding when they work with a mentor of color. Isa and Sierra echoed that idea.
4: And then I would say, like, I was also the president of the Black Student Union there and the advisors there and the teachers there also uh, helped me in, like, every way that they could, like, whether that be networking or um, if I had an issue, it was just really it was really, um, great to have people of color be mentors to me and like, uh, be able to support me and like feel comfortable going to someone. If I had a problem or if I had a question, I knew I could go to anyone. So so I think that is something I really valued at that I don't have. And, um, think that maybe because it's a smaller school and it's community college, but, um, it was it did help a lot during my like transition process. I joined
2: any and everything that I could to help me embrace my blackness because that's where I felt like I wasn't supported the most. Black faculty and staff did a great job of helping students when they needed it, but during that break during covid this was actually vandalized the slur which really did not help my sense of belonging <laughs> at my institution. But when I came back, I realized that the staff who had my back where the Black faculty and staff And so when I came back to campus, I joined in everything that would help me embrace that and remember that and that propelled my sense of belonging from
7: then until now.
0: I talked about how a faculty member of color
7: helped them. Specifically, I had a creative writing professor my freshman year of college, and I've had a class with her every single year until I graduated which was really interesting because she got to see my progression as a writer and she was kind of a really good sense of support as someone who's a person of color and also wants to go into the creative field because it's difficult for me to get that familial support. So she was also always there to kind of root me on and then give me like those opportunities and give me connections and kind of push me to continue to write. Faculty of color are often asked to
0: perform additional unpaid labor on top of normal job responsibilities and report more administrative and counseling work than white faculty. For that reason, institutions should examine their policies around recruitment, hiring, retention, and professional advancement of their faculty of color and make sure they're not just encouraged but paid fairly when they take on mentorship roles. Unfortunately, not all students of color have access to mentors of color. Maria interviewed Sofia on this topic.
8: Well I do believe that it could have been better in terms of the cultural barrier there. I think she was supportive but not in a way that I would have loved like an understanding deep understanding in terms of being a first generation Latina student And all these difficulties that I have been going through at home and such. And I'm like, oh, should I go back home and help uh, my families, sustaining them? You know, all these issues that were going on and she didn't really see them and she didn't really understand them, um, which I would have loved. I'm sure if maybe if she was also Latina. And also, had this problem of not understanding what was happening in college, being first generation like, what courses do I take? What's important? And I was really just taking random courses um i think it would have helped so you me a think lot. more of a culturally competent
1: advisor path would have been better so maybe if she had done a little yeah. bit of research on first generation students especially latina students to understand the culture And i mean i i understand as well i'm second generation so i got a little bit more knowledge, but it definitely was a struggle. And I completely um, affirm you on taking random classes because you just don't know and your parents may not know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to, you know, uh, tell me what, um, what could improve and that she is still good um, despite the cultural barrier.
0: Rosalia, too, talked about how culturally competent training and follow through
5: could help mentors be more effective. I just think it needs to be better training because when I came in, I know everyone is trained differently and everyone tries to figure out how to help students out. But I feel like when it comes to the aspects of considering a person of color and the transition from being in a space where you're, you see everyone who looks like you versus somewhere where you're kind of like the only one out of, A whole bunch of students who are predominantly white and I feel like that needs to be better improved I don't I can't really think of exactly with um mentorship and especially within my department we have these things called theater bigs and theater littles where you have a theater big who is like an upperclassman and they basically kind of take in any new transfer students or freshmen under their wings and they kind of help them out but that also falls very through very easily because there's no training required. It's more like, a, oh, we're your friend. We're going to be showing you around. And then sometimes they kind of disappear for a couple months or they never reach out to you. And I feel like sometimes when there needs to be better training or better help the, the new student or transfer kind of really fit in and kind of also consider their identities and not just someone who identify whose pronouns or someone's um like um sexuality i feel like it also pertains a lot to people of color too and sometimes a lot of us feel we don't necessarily fit in because we don't have that support at times
0: Maria interviewed Sophia about wanting advising and mentorship that went beyond academic or college advising and would support them with recent, relevant experiences in her career field.
8: I would say I need more specifically mentorship opportunities for students in psychology because it's very difficult to... When I would try to have a conversation, let's say with my psychology mentor, and I would ask him some questions, and sometimes he wouldn't know, oftentimes he wouldn't know what to do because he's like, I am under the psychology department, but I'm only your advisor. I didn't actually go through the steps of going um, through clinical um, research opportunities, clinical opportunities, and... Um, different career paths and such. And so he would simply tell me to Google them or talk to professors. But sometimes talking to professors is a whole other difficult thing and it could be nerve-wracking. So I would say mentorship opportunities specifically for helping students in, um, well, not just psychology, you know, um, different majors experience and understand what careers they could pursue, and not simply, just tell them what to do currently in their undergrad.
6: So you're looking specifically for uh, professional development, for career
1: development, so that you feel better equipped to have a job after you graduate? Yes. All right. Awesome. I think that's, that's a great idea. Um, I think that every college should do that, to be honest. Um, I'm feeling that right now because I'm wanting to venture into education policy and I'm glad I have something like PCC, which is about policy, because my school is not helping me either. And it's, it's very, it's annoying, Mm -hmm. (laughs) incredibly frustrating, especially since he's putting all that emotional labor on you to say, just go up to a professor. I always find that very nerve wracking as well.
0: Rosalia and the brown girl with the camera both talked about how exposure to career advice and experiences were important for their creative development as writers.
5: Another person is kind of within my department, but he's going to be leaving. And I don't have that much of a close relationship as opposed to the professor that I mentioned. Um, But he, I feel like I had more guidance in terms of what I want to do in my life and academically because I'm a playwright and I try to find resources that I want to do to grow, not only academically, but also within my career. And he has given me some advice too. When I came out to him, it's like, hey, what should I do? And he's like, keep it open. Um, don't restrict yourself. Keep doing what you need to be doing. You, I could see how passionate you are. Maybe try talking about it. And I feel like I've been pushed academically. Like I've been encouraged academically to better help myself, but also help straighten my career, like my career path
6: as a writer. It would help us to gain experience or um, get our foot in the door to um, obtain additional opportunities within the journalism area. Or field. And um, as I was participating in that internship as a reporter, environmental health and wellness reporter, and being a student at I would go to tutoring, and my writing just improved, improved over time. And this is when I discovered, That this would be the path that I would go down, the journalism path.
0: Kai talked about the disconnect between the perspectives and the professors offered about the skills, advice, and experiences they wish they had
7: exposure to before entering the workforce. I think, specifically with being in education and also being in college when COVID hit, I feel like a lot of Educators didn't really know how to kind of deal with education after the pandemic, which is completely fair, and they're learning as well. But I feel like, as someone now who's graduated looking back, I've kind of realized that I'm a lot more unprepared than I thought I would be because of a lot of professors just not wanting to change their old ways when it came to teaching and not wanting to adapt themselves because of the fact that school's different now than it was 20 years ago. And things are like society is different. And I feel like a lot of the classes weren't always updated enough. And a lot of the people that came in and gave talks and gave us advice were people that came from a privileged state and people that were much older. So I feel like it would have been nice to kind of have, I guess, more mentorship for specifically the students of color on campus.
0: Another thing students talked about was how important it is for mentors to approach approach their relationships from a place of trying to understand and meet their needs. Sophia shared some of her experiences with Maria.
8: Well, I think the most that she has done was when I was at my lowest. So coming in, COVID was at its worst, like all time high. And so I wasn't going to any in-person classes and I was doing pretty bad in my courses. So I started panicking and I was like, what am I going to do? I received a notification saying that they have to review um, some things to see if I can keep keep my scholarship. So I looked it up and they said, you can communicate with her and she needs to evaluate you and see if you will be on the right course towards earning a higher GPA and such. So Mm -hmm. I did, I reached out to her and I expected her to like make me feel like the failure that I did. And she did the complete opposite and she truly believed in me and she said okay, I understand, just give me some reasons as to why you were struggling. And what are you going to do about it? How are you going to improve? And so she truly helped me and believed that I could raise my grades up when I thought I heard all these stories about other college counselors not doing this and how common it is for counselors to be like, no, drop all your plans, drop this major, drop these courses, um, and just do something else. But I told her, no, this is what I want to do. And I love doing it just give me another chance and such so Mm -hmm. I would communicate with her um I would say uh, every few months and every time she would always say okay you're on the right track you're on the right course um even when I felt like I wasn't because oftentimes Mm -hmm. for the first two years I felt that I just wasn't doing as good as I wanted to but she would Mm -hmm. make me feel like it's okay yes you are like you're getting better it's okay that's awesome. Um, and so that
1: um that relationship that you had with her and um the encouragement that she gave you when you were on that sort of scholarship probation, um, do you think that it would have turned out differently if she had responded in another way? For example, if she just told you maybe drop the classes you're doing bad in. Do you think that you would be where you're at now?
8: Mm, absolutely not. Honestly, it would have torn me apart because I was already feeling that way and I was already reevaluating my entire career plans and everything. And, um, back then, you know, mental health was a big thing. So really your value in your life and education. So I definitely would not be where I am right now because thanks to her every single semester, I have gone back to her when I'm stressing out and I'm like, is this good enough? Is this good enough? She always says, yes, keep trying. Or I would say, should I really take these more difficult courses next semester? I don't know if I believe I can do it. And she'd be like, yes, you can. Yes, you can do it, go for it. And so it gave me the confidence that I needed to just keep pushing forward, keep going harder, taking more harder classes and ultimately get to where I am and do a
0: lot better. The brown girl with the camera and Sierra had similar experiences
6: with mentors. The challenges I was facing was just feeling like I kind of didn't belong in that space. So him reminding me that I, I came this far because of all the work that I had done, all the accomplishments that I had um, made. You know, got me here this far, and just because my experience is different, difference differs from the others in the room, doesn't mean that I'm less of a less of a person or that i'm not supposed to be there but that's what i believed because i felt out of place but he reminded me that i am equally valuable as they are and that's why i'm 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 i I, i'm i'm where i am today
2: When people who have the capacity to go out of their way and whatever that means for them go out of their way for you or even just let you know verbally like, hey, I'm here to support you. That's really helpful. Those more, um, I guess, discreet ways of showing that you're like appreciated and valued would kind of just be showing up for you. Um, advocating for you, maybe checking in on you. I feel like those signals can look very different from person to person, but all of them will show you that that person has some sense of care beyond whatever your goal is.
0: Rosalia and Isaac identified different ways mentors support students' sense of connection to campus.
5: And, And I think that's what really made me kind of hang out with him a little bit too and talk to him because he, I knew he would listen and I knew he wouldn't turn me away. And I knew he wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable. He would validate everything that I say. And he would also encourage me to like push myself to do more. And it's like, you know, you want to do this thing, do it. No one's going to stop you. Like you, you need to do what you need
3: to be doing. A mentor I had, I'm sure, I believe he was a senior at the time. and it was it lasted throughout my entire freshman year um and he just like was there to like um answer questions invite me out to like certain events that were happening on campus you know get like new students to socialize um but again after like my freshman year it ended so one thing that i think would have i guess helped is having either <laughs> faculty or staff also be a part of that and like having them like follow you at least up until like your junior year or when you say you feel comfortable like letting go of that connection.
0: This idea of listening and understanding where a student is coming from was a core part of the Brown Girl with the camera's recommendations.
6: I guess the ways to improve. I believe that you can make a space feel more welcoming when you when you are determined or prioritize sense of belonging amongst students, you know, encouraging their growth and making them feel wanted, you know. Um, you know, if they're having a hard day. You know, take them aside and let them know that you're here for them. Be willing to listen. Be willing to understand. Because underneath, underneath it all, we have things going on in our personal lives that do affect how we show up. So try to, try not to make any assumptions. And try to assume that this person is trying their best. You know, some days are easier, some days are harder.
0: Mentorship relationships can be a really significant part of students' college experiences, but there are also power dynamics in those relationships that have to be acknowledged. Without examining and challenging those power dynamics, mentorship relationships can reproduce existing racial hierarchies in the university, and students of color can face undue pressure to conform to the rules and expectations of white spaces. Institutions that are committed to disrupt these hierarchies should critically examine existing policies and practices around hiring and retaining faculty and staff of color. In these interviews, SAC students shared what they need for mentorship opportunities at their schools. They called for more black and brown mentors, mentors who could give them deep insights into their career field and valued experiences with mentors where they were received with understanding and care. We'd like to thank all the SAC students who were interviewed as part of this project. Isa, Angel, the brown girl with the camera, Rosalia, Sofia, Kai, Isaac, Maria, Sierra, and all the students who led interviews, Luna, Carol, Angel, the brown girl with the camera, Luis, Rosalia, Maria, Ashley, Diana.